Hi, I'm S. I'm X. I'm J. I go by R. And if you are listening to this, you have just stepped underground. On Saturday, January 21st, 2017, between 3 and 5 million people gathered worldwide as a response to President Trump's inauguration. The 2017 Women's March was organized by three women of various marginalized identities. However, the majority of attendees were cisgender white women. Though the march was a valid show of political involvement, we must continue to be critical of all activist spaces. How was this march a reflection of other spaces that we must navigate daily as intersectional people? Before we can discuss these spaces, we must understand the events that led us up to the 2017 Women's March. So, let's talk about feminism. Feminism should be the liberation of all women, but what has it been historically? Feminism has been Susan B. Anthony. Feminism has been Taylor Swift. Feminism has even been Lena Dunham. Feminism, historically, has been white women solely focusing their efforts on the advancement and empowerment of other white women. For example, feminism is recreating Ghostbusters in 2016 with an all-female cast. White feminism is when one of the stars of Ghostbusters, Leslie Jones, gets bullied on social media and none of her white castmates say anything. The white women, in this case, are white feminists. They care about the advancement and empowerment of white women but they don't think about how feminism can affect women of color and non-cis white women. White feminism is the empowerment of only white women, while intersectional feminism is the liberation of all women and their oppressed identities. You can't liberate a woman without liberating all of their other marginalized identities, too. Intersectionality is the belief that privileges and oppressions are connected through systems and cannot be understood alone. In 1989, Kimberly Crenshaw coined the term intersectionality as a way to discuss the unique challenges faced by Black women. It has since evolved to include all marginalized people in order to discuss their privileges and oppressions. Though white supremacist, cis-heteropatriarchy had always been present in the United States, but there had previously been no term for intersectionality. Intersectionality was the problem with the Women's March. It was a white feminist space rather than an intersectional space. Now we ask, where have they been all this time? And why, when they finally get here, are their actions not intersectional? It is particularly important on campus because for better or for worse, this is an incubator for people who will enter spaces where they will have power to influence others. Intersectionality is important beyond feminism. In general, problems are different for different women or non-binary people. And if we don't intersect different issues and forces of oppression, those problems will go unheard of. However, each person has specific privileges and oppressions intrinsic to themselves. When we discuss intersectionality, we want to start with our identities. I am S, a Spanish-speaking, cisgender, able-bodied Latina from a first-generation household with a darker-skinned boyfriend. I came from a lower-class household, then transitioned to middle-class during my teens. I chose S because of the pride I have in my name. While at Villanova, I had to change my name to Nemo, my favorite Disney character. Most professors and friends didn't really care to learn my name because it was a bit too difficult. I felt like it was an inconvenience at the time. So the easiest thing I could think of was Nemo. Hi there, my name is X. African-American, cis female, heteroflexible, fat with anxiety, 
U.S. citizen, light-skinned, college-educated, English-speaking, Christian-inspired, first-generation college student. X is for my nameless, faceless ancestors. It's also an homage to my favorite intersectional feminist, Bell Hooks, and to Malcolm X. X is lowercase. I'm Jay. I'm Togolese-American, college-educated, heterosexual, upper-class, cis-female, English-speaking, able-bodied, agnostic, dark-skinned, and a bigger size. I'm Ra. So I'm Indian Tamil American. A broader term would be South Asian. I'm also the child of immigrants, uh, one of whom is not a citizen. I'm non-binary because of an erased history and gender system due to colonization. I'm gay. I'm darker skinned. I'm thin, college educated with college educated parents. I'm English speaking. I have complex PTSD. I have chronic pain. And my family was lower class, but we transitioned to middle class after I started college. I picked my letter because it's the first letter of my name in the Tamil alphabet. I wasn't taught to speak or write or read Tamil because it was an assimilation tactic living in a majority white neighborhood as a child. This is me reclaiming that history, that language, and that culture. We've seen that our identities and we ourselves need a place on this campus. That place would be an office of diversity and inclusion. At Rutgers University Camden, we have an increasingly diverse population of students. Despite this fact, there is little to no institutional support for marginalized students. Both of the other Rutgers campuses have support systems in place for marginalized students. We now call on Rutgers University Camden to establish an office dedicated to issues of diversity and inclusion. We deserve institutional support and a place to lay our roots. is produced by Underground. Graphic design, art, and sound design by the Rutgers Camden Writing and Design Lab and the Rutgers Camden Digital Studies Center.